Hello and welcome to the Yarniax podcast. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. Thank you for joining us today for episode number nine, and we are recording on Monday, April 30th, 2012, last day of April. Does that mean that spring is, well, spring it's is still spring? Spring is May. officially here. Yeah. Yes. It definitely <laughs> feels like it outside. Too. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, let's begin. What are we wearing today? We almost ended up being twins. <laughs> we almost did. And it's interesting because this sweater that I'm wearing, it's called the Current, Current. I guess Cardigan is not the name. It's just called Current by Cecily Glauick McDonald is the picture of Gail and myself, if you go look at our blogs at yarniax.com. Yes. That's the picture we have up there of both of us wearing our current sweaters. It was an so, unintentional knit along, and we both used the same yarn base, different right, colors, right. and knit the same sweater. Right. So we had a little picture of ourselves wearing it the yeah. first time The first time we ever wore it we, was on the same day. Well, and it's funny, too, because it wasn't even... It's not a great photograph. Not you know, at all. we didn't take it with a good <laughs> camera. We took it with a phone, and it was just a quick snap. Oh, we have to get a picture, and then here we are. We're using it for lots of things. I know. We should take another. One <laughs> we should take another one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but I am wearing my current by Cecily Glauick McDonald. It's a pattern that was released in May of 2012, and as Gail 2011. mentioned. Oh, Yes, thank you, <laughs> 2011. It's even written on my notes right here. Um, as Gail mentioned, it is knit in Madeline Tosh sock, and mine is in the stovepipe color, which is a gray-blue, Yeah, I think is how I would describe it. It's it's, it's a gray, but it leans towards blue tones rather like than blue warm tones. tones, maybe. Yeah. 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 And it was funny because when I was looking up, this sweater this morning to get all the specs to talk about it. I looked at the picture and I had forgotten that the sweater is supposed to have buttons. Yes, <laughs> I I never put buttons on mine, even though I did do the button holes. But after I started wearing it, I started um, closing it with a little stick pin. And I really liked having the versatility of the stick pin because I can close it at the top or I can close it at the bust, or I can close it at the waist. Whereas if you have the buttons, you only close it at the top. And I really liked it. So and the I've detail never put on the sweater, on it. it has a beautiful cabling detail that goes around oh, the yeah. collar and down both fronts. Yes, and after I bought the buttons to do to sew onto mine, I realized that that would cover up half of the beautiful cabling oh, detail. It covers up yeah. one full side if you have it buttoned closed. So That's it true. seemed like a, a silly waste to do that. So yeah. I closed mine the same way with a little shawl pin or something yeah. at the top. But I love this sweater. And it was one of the first sweaters I took out last week when I was digging through my closet, um, which I've been doing, to find all my summer sweaters and pack away the winter sweaters. And it's beautiful. Thank I you. love the color. It's Thank so pretty. You. And what are I you wearing? am wearing Katrina, which is a vest cardigan. And the designer's name is Nicole Feller Johnson. And she's also known as No Two Snowflakes. It is knit in Madeline Tosh Vintage in the Pop Rocks colorway. And it takes about three skeins of vintage for my size, which was a pretty nice 
I'm not going to say it was inexpensive because it's not, but you didn't have to buy a fourth skein to finish it, which was nice. Which is very nice yeah. when you're using something like Madeline Exactly. Tosh. Yeah, it gives you a chance to try out the yarn without going to that Too fourth much skein. of an investment, yeah. <laughs> and what I love about Katrina is it has lace at the bottom half, and the top has cap sleeves, and it's fairly fitted with three buttons at the top, and then it's just open. And I don't often knit the same pattern multiple times, but I've knit three of these because my older daughter tried on my first version that was in a, a heathered purple, and she loved it, so I gave it to her. <laughs> and then last year, when Josie, my middle daughter, said, I would like you to knit me something, Mommy, I said, okay, well, what about this? And she liked the same pattern, and at the yarn store, at the Swift Stitch, where Charlene works, they had just received their first order of Madeline Tosh, maybe? Or second? First, yeah. It was probably the second. And Josie fell in love with the Lepidoptera colorway, which mm. is purple with some pink in it. And I, of course, fell in love with Pop Rocks, and <laughs> they became two more Katrinas. So I've knit three of them, and my daughters and I all have little Katrina vests, nice. which is cute. Nice. Yeah. Not We have never worn them, all three of us, at the same time, which is silly. I've seen you and Josie wear them together, yes. though. And that's but not very with cute. Alex. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> little family knit. My husband and Max nice. don't want one, though. No, I don't think. <laughs> they, they have other things. <laughs> so that's what we're wearing today. And what are we stalking? Oh, what am I stalking? Oh, my goodness. Okay. You're going to hear the so, crinkle of the yep, page I turning. To turn the page. My notes are all out of order this week. But the main thing that I have been stalking is a new pattern collection released by Joji Locatelli this month. And it is called April Showers. And it's a collection of four garments. There's, let's see, three sweaters and one shawl. And they're all knit in different Malabrigo yarn bases. And let's see, the one that I particularly like is called Spring Showers, and it's knit with a new yarn from Malabrigo called Arroyo. And let's see, what can I say about that sweater? It's just a loose, open, spring-type sweater. Uh, one thing that's interesting about it, let me see if I can bring it up the picture here. One thing that's interesting about it is that the skirt part of the sweater is knit vertically, I guess you'd say. Yeah, is so that it's the right way? It's like perpendicular. <laughs> I'm, I'm making hand motions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's knit vertically to the bodice of the sweater. And I happen to have three skeins of Arroyo that I picked up when the yarn first came out. So this is the perfect pattern for me to try out that yarn. Yeah, and that was a very funny day at the Swift Stitch because I got a call from Charlene saying, the new Malabrigo shipment is here. And I went rushing down to the shop. I probably just had returned from the gym and didn't bother to shower, if I remember correctly. And when I arrived, there was a crowd around the couch where they around, were unpacking yeah. the bag yeah. and it wasn't even marked yet and we were all claiming our our little stake of of arroyo and the different yeah. colors it was a new batch of colorways and everything it was well, a very actually, exciting morning. it's actually a new yarn well arroyo is a new yarn, yarn but they yeah. had new colors in the yeah malabrigo socks that's true. and things that's like that true. yeah it was a very exciting yarn day yes <laughs> so that's that sweater is called spring showers I also have my eye on the Rocio sweater, which is in the same collection. That is knit in Malabriga lace, which I 
also happen to have two skeins of Instash. So it's almost like this collection was just waiting for me. Yeah. And let's see, the April shawl is knit in a Malabrigo sock. And, I, you know, I do have a skein of Malabrigo sock. And it has beads in too. it, too. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's a beaded pretty. shawl. Very pretty. So that one is also probably on my radar. on my radar a little bit, as is the Umbrellas, which is a really cute fitted sweater with umbrellas around the bodice. If you like the paper doll sweater, it's that's what it similar. reminds yeah, me it's of. It's a short sleeve like pullover. Yeah. If you like the paper doll sweater by Kate Davies, you'll probably like the umbrellas. Very cute, very sweet, very girly. Very girly, especially <laughs> in the colors they chose. Yeah, they've got bright pink umbrellas. Mm. Very nice, very nice. But that's what I've been stocking lately. What about you? I have been stalking in preparation for Mad May, oh, which I mentioned right. in the last episode. <laughs> It begins tomorrow, May 1st, oh, and it's basically wow. just a Madeline Tosh fiesta for the whole month. So I've been stalking the different threads that have been popping up on the Madeline Tosh board. There's a lot. There I are went a lot. to look in that group on Ravelry, and I have to say I'm a little intimidated because I don't feel like I can just jump in and there's too much to go back and read and so it's a bit overwhelming it is overwhelming for me if you hadn't started in the beginning like i did i would be overwhelmed if i got into it now just know there are a lot of general knit alongs general sweater general shawl general sock general accessory etc as well as some focused knit alongs that are for a specific pattern color affection shawl by um, Vera Valamaki, for example, and some other sweaters they've selected, very popular patterns that Mm -hmm. they selected for the specific knit-alongs. So if you're interested in any type of knit-along, you can find the thread for that specific knit-along and just join in at any time. The moderators are so friendly and considerate and polite. They're wonderful. (laughs) Almost every time someone says, oh, I'm new to Madeline Tosh, or I'm new to this thread, or I'm new to Mad May, the moderators respond and say, welcome, what oh, are you nice. playing? And it's really, nice. a really full of camaraderie. I mean, I wouldn't, d- please don't hesitate because you're overwhelmed because they're incredibly friendly. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. That's very good to know because, yeah, it is overwhelming. There's a lot of messages that get posted. It's a there very are active board. Very, very active, especially right now as everyone's gearing up. Everybody's <laughs> like, 12 hours to go. Seven, oh my you know. Gosh. Yeah, because different people in different time zones. So some people yeah. are minutes away yeah. from casting on, so, literally. And it only goes on during May. And Correct. you're just supposed to finish as many projects as you can. There are a lot of different goals. There is a total yardage knit contest. Oh, there okay. there are okay. different contests okay. for different levels right. of participation. Right. Okay. I have Got it. big aspirations, but I know I won't finish everything <laughs> I want to knit. But so. you'll finish something. I will, will finish something. Yeah. It's true. So specifically, I am stalking Freya which is a cardigan, a striped cardigan pattern by Andrea Black, also known as Lacuna on Ravelry. She is actually the moderator for, I believe, the general shawl knit along for Mad May, and she is wonderful. When I told her I wanted to knit the Freya pattern, she said, what colors do you want to use? And I chose a very interesting combination. You did. Malachite, which is a deep uh, emerald jewel tone green, gray, in turn and a pinkish purple called dahlia 
totally out of my color range, normally speaking, but Charlene inspired me with her ochre ginkgo shawlette. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I decided to try it, and I brought the colors down to the Swift Stitch when they were having their Friday morning knit-along and asked for opinions because I didn't want to knit a sweater that everybody looked at me like I was insane when I wore it. <laughs> and Charlene kind of, she had the quizzical look on her face, and she said, yeah, I guess it works. And everybody else is being very polite, but you're more pragmatic and honest with me. <laughs> so I went home and I knit a swatch that weekend and sent Charlene the picture. I meant to bring it today and I oh, forgot. Okay. It is such a pretty combination. Yeah. I am really surprised. And you know, it, that says something to me because you always think if you look at the skeins together, you're going to get a good idea of what it's going to look like mm -hmm. knit in pattern. And I looked at those skeins and I knew the colors worked together. But it's a total different animal when you look at it knit up in Absolutely. And especially for color work. That just shows swatch, swatch, swatch. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, take Because the time it really to looked beautiful all knit up together. And I was, it's not that I was hesitant about it. It's just that, as Gail said, it was out of her colorway or out of her normal color range for her. And it looked good, but it was just different enough that, oh, I don't know, <laughs> but it looked really good in swatch. Yeah, so I'm going for it. Yeah. But Andrea, when she heard what colors I was going to use, oh, yeah. she has a little, oh, yeah. like a little graphic outline of the sweater yeah. that she used for her pattern notes and on her pattern. She went and colored in the lines on using the colorways that I said I was going to knit. So That's she amazing. sent me this little, so yeah, this little great picture yeah. filled in with my colors. How sweet. So she's been great. She's really supportive. I can't wait to knit the pattern. It's a four purchase pattern on Ravelry, but mm -hmm. it's very inexpensive if I remember correctly. It's $4.95. Yeah, it's very inexpensive. She's very supportive. Uh, I just am looking forward to knitting it. So that's going to be my Mad May sweater. And like I mentioned last episode, I'm always also going to knit the Camellia Shawl by Meg Myers. And I'm going to try to also knit the Enamored Stole by oh Laura Ayler. <laughs> so maybe I'll get one finished. Maybe I'll get two finished. I probably won't finish all three, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. miracles happen, it could right? could happen. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to have goals. It's true. <laughs> and I'm also going to start restocking the Rocky Coast cardigan because oh, Josie yeah. has requested her birthday sweater. Her birthday's May 31st, and she knows she's not going to get it this month yeah. because she wants a winter type of sweater. And right. she want, I was wearing my Rocky Coast again yesterday, and every time I wear it, she says, Mommy, that's the sweater I want you to knit for you me. You know, I get so many comments on that sweater yep. when I wear it. I really do. There's something about it. Maybe it's the all-over cabling or just the styling, but people really notice it. Yeah. They really do. So that's in the works, and she's cute because she really wants it to button up. So I have to figure out oh. modifications to make sure she can button it closed. Now, are you going to use the adult size for her? Because I noticed that they're releasing kids size for the book patterns i thought i saw right. coastal kids yes thread coastal right. kids yes which i and haven't read anything kid about. sizes but i don't know because josie's close enough she is no longer to, child yeah size. that's no. what i was gonna say she could wear the smallest size especially if you're modifying it to close in the front and knowing that the smallest size is small yes on the yoke anyway I think she could 
easily grow into my size within the next year or two. So I am not going to knit something that she's going to grow out of very quickly because the Katrina I knit for her last year is already too small for her. Oh, really? Yes. Already too small. Her teenage hormones are kicking in. So, yes. What are you going to do with that? I think I'm going to repurpose it. Yeah, I was going to say that yarn is too It's way too pretty not to use something, use it for something, yes. She's can't have worn it that much. No, she only wore it four or five times, maybe. Yeah. Take the yarn apart and make her something else. Yep. Yeah. So it will get reused for something. Yeah. But that's what I'm stocking. It seemed like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And what are you currently knitting? Okay, what am I knitting? Well, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but over the past two weeks, I've been working, first thing was Buttercup, not working on it anymore, so you hear about that in a little bit, and I also knit, still, the two things that are in progress, the Silhouette Cardigan, which everybody's sick of hearing about, (laughs) but you know, every couple of days I do pick it up and I knit a couple rounds on it so it's still a work in progress I haven't stalled out of it completely but it's just plain stocking it and I am not kidding I fall asleep <laughs> it's stocking it <laughs> in the round and I Boring. literally puts me to sleep and I don't know why because there are other projects that have been stocking it in the round for example buttercup that did not put me to sleep it's not as much knitting on Buttercup as it is in the Still Light. Is maybe, that part of it, maybe? I don't know. Maybe at least with Buttercup, I was counting rows for increases and decreases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm only I'm on the part of Still Light where I have to reach X number of inches. So it really is just round and round. You need more teleconferences. Yeah, really. That's what my <laughs> plain stocking at stitch uh, is for. Yeah. And then I've got the kitchen towel that is always in my purse that I carry around. I actually knit a couple rows on that before you got yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to say, it was on the table <laughs> when on I the got table. here. I recognized it. And then the one that I have been working on for the past few days is my version of the ballerina shawl, which you heard Gail talk about last episode, perhaps, a couple two before that. episodes yeah. ago, that I have been working on, having fun with it, Really, it's so pretty. Hers it is. is so pretty. It's very pretty, and I'm knitting mine in Madeline Tosh lace, but I'm doubling it because the pattern actually calls for a fingering weight yarn. Doubling it and using a smaller needle size than was called for for the body, and then I'm knitting the edging now, and I actually went up a needle size on the edging just because some of the photographs it looked like the edging could be a little bit looser just so that you could block it out and not make it look ruched almost and not, on yeah, the edging you're right yeah so i'm i'm hoping that's a good choice if it's not a good choice i can always rip it out and redo it again so and one thing we've had a lot of pms on ravelry asking us to provide a little more information about the projects we knit oh that's and right modifications we, 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 we make. were going to do that yeah. and last friday charlene and i met for lunch which is a rare occasion where we actually <laughs> do something that's just spur of the moment let's go do something really girly and have fun <laughs> so she had been asking me what needle size i used for ballerina because she wasn't liking the fabric on the needle sizes called for in the pattern and such right. so did you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? yeah um basically I believe the pattern called for an 8. Don't quote me on that. It was a larger needle size. US 8. US 8, thank you. And I looked up what Gail had used, and Gail had used a US 7. And my first swatch, I think, might 
well, when I say swatch, for a shawl, I don't usually swatch. I usually just jump right into the pattern and see what I get because it's just as easy to rip out the start of a, shawl. of a shawl as it is to rip out a swatch. But what happened was I did not like the fabric I was getting. Even doubled, I felt like it was way too open, way too loose and holy on the larger needle size. And ultimately, I knew I wouldn't be happy with that, even if it was gauge was to gauge right when i measured it it was very close to gauge but i knew that it would not be gauge after blocking it would be much larger so i went down several needle sizes ultimately deciding that the us five, five i believe is what i knit the body on I liked the fabric I got. I liked the size of the stitches. I liked the size of the yarn overs. And so I went with that. And now I changed to knit the edging on one size larger, just because the edging goes around the bottom two sides of the triangle. And I think it'll be fine to have that be loose. Yeah, like I said, if it doesn't work, I have no problem with ripping it out and reading it tighter, but I'm going to try it and see if it works. <laughs> yeah, and when Charlene and I met on Friday, I brought my ballerina shawl so that mm -hmm. she could compare it to her, quote, swatch, unquote, which was the beginning of the <laughs> yeah, body of her yeah. shawl. Which and is it, actually chart, yeah, one of the charts. I had just started right into it. But it was interesting to watch her go through that mental process. She was doing it out loud for my benefit of, well, you know, I started this on a bigger needle size last night and already ripped it out because I didn't like the fabric it produced. And I sometimes forget that when I'm swatching, that the fabric you produce is sometimes not going to match the gauge. But if you like a certain fabric more than the gauge fabric, right. you can modify the pattern. You can modify the pattern to make or that maybe it's not the right pattern for, for the that yarn. yarn and that fabric. Which is another reason to swatch. Yeah. Right. So just like my color experimentation with Freya or yours right. with the ballerina shawl, right. it was just an interesting thing to think about because oftentimes we're swatching with the sole purpose of getting gauge. And sometimes that's not the best goal for a specific project or a right. specific yarn or or if it's a yarn you love sometimes you have to create the fabric you love and then find a pattern yeah which is back, not backwards but just a different thought process and that's kind of what i'm finding with my buttercup my buttercup is kind mm. of stalled right now because i'm not sure i'm in love with the fabric now that i had to change needle sizes to get mm. the right gauge right so that's another right. example yeah so up for the ballerina shawl i should just add that i'm finding it to be a pretty simple pattern repeat it and is. you found it that way too it's a very easy pattern very yeah, well written charted and written directions yeah charted and written directions which i really appreciate so do I. as a knitter and let's see the skills that you have to have to knit it are pretty basic you're getting larger so it's all increasing and the increases no i shouldn't say that there there is matching decreases too um to produce the lace fabric to produce the lace fabric right. so yarn overs knit two together, slip slip knit, 
Is that about it? That's about That's it. That's about it. And I'd then say basic was... knit and purl. Counting. You have to be able to count your stitches. It It's a fairly basic shawl. Yeah. It could. Uh, I think it could work as a beginner lace project. Yeah, I think so. Because it's not... There are bobbles in the edging. Oh, there are. So there that's are, another but consideration. Have, but they aren't yeah, difficult bobbles. Ha- no, they're not difficult. And I'm sure... I haven't looked at a lot of projects on Ravelry, but some people just don't like bobbles. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there will be people that will modify it without bobbles. You know, you can throw in a purl stitch instead of a knit stitch where there's supposed to be a bobble. Some Gail people put a bead Some in people place, were putting right? a bead in. So there are options. Yeah. So just something to think about. Yeah. It is, it's a really easy to knit shawl. I recommend yeah. it highly as a pattern for people who like lace shawls. Yeah. And it's a fast knit. It's turning out to be very fast. Yeah. The edging kind of gets a little old because you're knitting perpendicular to the body of the shawl. And thus you knit two rows for each edge stitch, basically. You know, I like that. I liked it too, but it still did seem to go on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, I'm sure it'll to feel... how quickly the body went. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it'll feel that way once I get more into it. I've only knit a few inches. But I'm liking it. Yes, I did like it also, but just in comparison. I could see myself knitting another one of these too. <laughs> you say that every time. I do. You knit every time so I'm cute. really happy with something, uh-huh. I say, oh, I want to knit it again. Not often that I do do that. But, but you often say But it. I often say uh-huh. that, that. That pretty much shows my happiness with a project. That's true. <laughs> That's a good gauge. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Kale, what are you knitting? I pulled a couple things out of hibernation. Yay! And one of them is the Warriston Smock by Kate Davies. She calls it a smock. I modified it to make it a tunic. And I realized why it went into hibernation in the first place. I'm knitting it with Cascade Eco Plus yarn in the Aporto colorway. I really like the colorway, but I'm not enjoying knitting with the yarn so much. It's a much more rustic yarn than I typically use, and it's just not very soft on my hands. So I find that I am quick to put it down as opposed to other knits that I enjoy knitting with. They make my hands happy, so they encourage me to keep knitting. Mm Mm-hmm. I am going to like the finished object. My goal was to have it finished by the end of today so I could cast oh, on tomorrow for Matt. That's right. I remember you said that. I stayed up until almost midnight knitting on did? it last night because I'm pretty close. How far did you get? Uh, the whole body is finished. The sleeves are done. The yolk, So they were joined to the yoke. The yoke is knit up to the cowl, which is knit in her... The first part is knit in reverse stockinette, and then you actually knit the charted pattern for 24 rows. So I have about 30 rows to go, and I'm done with the sweater. Then I'll have to, of course, graft the underarms, sew down the pocket, and do the I-cord edging on the pockets and the sleeves. So, so there's you, no way I'm going to finish Right, today. so are you going to put it down? Yes, or, I will yeah, put it down. You might and as well. It will probably stay put down until fall. Because I was going to say, that's not likely a sweater that you're going to wear. Oh, no, 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 In no. the summertime. And that's, like me, I still have my traveling sweater on ice, so to speak. Because of I the haven't temperature picked up Because it's not something that I'm likely to wear Yes, in spring and, and summer. In all fairness, I did start this, what, last October or something? Yeah. Intending it to be worn last fall and winter. Right. However, our winter was very warm. So it I was, wasn't motivated right. to knit this big, warm yeah. tunic. I even thought to myself several times while knitting it, this is going to slow roast me when I wear it. So I don't know if this is the right thing to be knitting. And it was, the pattern itself was long sleeved. So I modified it to be short sleeved. 
and I also modified it to make it longer so it's a tunic length and the pattern itself is not fitted at all that's the name smock and I did do increases and decreases for a fitted look hey and you know it's a Kate Davies the, pattern. It's a Kate Davies pattern. We mentioned her earlier with I paper know. dolls. That's what I was just thinking. It's a second dimension. So. Yep. So this is another Kate Davies pattern. It is a very well-written pattern. It's very easy. It's a simple knit. If you were to knit it based on the pattern, the only thing you would need to know would be purl and knit stitches, basically, hmm. because her pattern that's on the bottom of the sweater and on the bottom of the sleeves and on the cowl is knit and purl so that okay. forms the ridges of the pattern and it's knit according to the ravelry page in the round correct bottom up correct so you knit sleeves separately right so you knit from the bottom up it's i don't want to say it's complicated to do the pockets because it's not but it was a pocket technique i'd never done before so i really had to think about it to do the pocket technique so you, it's a good learning learning tool. absolutely to learn a new pocket yes pocket and there is technique. i-cord edging so you would need to know how to do that but that's mm -hmm. very simple and she mm -hmm. gives directions for that you knit the body up to the underarms then you cast on and do the sleeves separately then you join the sleeves to the body and knit the yoke decreasing as you go up mm -hmm. then you get to the cowl at which point you turn the sweater inside out knit stockinette or not oh, stockinette you knit in the round at that point so it becomes reverse stockinette on the oh, right side of the sweater right and then you hit a pearl row and then you do the worsten chart to get that cute effect on the cowl and then you're done oh wow okay so, so that was the same technique no that was a different sweater okay cross that out <laughs> so the, the interesting things about this sweater for me my learning experiences with this has been knowing that I don't think I'm going to choose that rustic of a yarn again because I knit Mike's first sweater with the same In yarn the and eco. didn't enjoy knitting that either. But I keep wanting to give other yarns a try because I don't want to be all Madeline Tosh right. all the time. <laughs> so I did do that and it was sale yarn at the time and it was a very, mm. very affordable mm -hmm. sweater. And I really enjoy wearing tunics with leggings and mm -hmm. boots. So I know I will wear it when it's cold mm -hmm. enough. So. Now, I've knit a couple sweaters out of the Eco, and yes, I would agree that it's more rustic than, say, the Madeleine Tosh, but I've used it for sweaters that are going to be outerwear, outerwear exactly. sweaters. I've knit one that's a very large sweater. It's a jacket more than... I've still never seen that. You haven't? No, you knit it when oh. I was in France. So I've never it, seen it's it. It's a jacket, and so it's an outerwear sweater, and it's not something that I would ever wear next to my skin. So for that purpose, I found the yarn Perfect. quite usable. Yeah. Right. I will need to wear a long sleeve shirt and leggings underneath this tunic. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to try the Eco Plus, which is the dyed version yeah that's of it. what i'm using right i've never tried that the one that i use is just the plain eco wool but i want to try the dyed version sometime. i really do enjoy the color it's a tealy blue it has two colors in it mm -hmm. so it's a very beautiful color i really do like the color yeah if you like cascade 220 there are a lot of similar colors colorways yeah. right and the two other things i'm knitting are the button tab hat by marcy 
Nishioka. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. There have been many, many, many of them knitted. And I'm using the second half of the skein I used for my grandfather's iPad sleeve. So it's a charity hat, one that I want to knit at least 12 this year. So mm. that's a super fast knit. I cast it on before we went to the movies last week and knit it in the movie theater in the dark and thinking <laughs> that I could do the very simple edging. It's a mistake rib edging. Uh -huh. And of course I didn't make it <laughs> I was in the dark movie theater and we got out and I looked at it and I said, hmm, well, I blew that pretty well. And it actually looks really neat. It looks intentional, like it's swirling up into yeah, a rib. Yeah. So I'm just gonna leave it cool. because it's pretty unique. Cool. So that's cool. been um, a great little free pattern, quick knit, great use of yarn. And I also started molly flowers yesterday oh i'm not it's familiar with that one. a pattern by bridget reed it's a free crochet pattern to crochet little tiny flowers and i have long wanted a scarf that's in bright popping colors and this is going to be a great long term i stress long term <laughs> project because i'll have to crochet about a million of these little flowers and then knit them all together or attach them all which is going to take forever and yesterday i spent about an hour and a half experimenting trying to get the flowers to look like hers and i was not succeeding so i think i'm just going to have to monkey around with the pattern until i get it to a flower i like and then i'm going to use all my leftover madeline tosh fingering weight odds and ends and have myself a very pretty little scarf and the flowers are crocheted yeah it's a crochet project so a little bit different than what I typically do. I love to crochet also. It's I just cute, don't do though. it very often. It's super cute. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed the pattern for a long time and just haven't tried it. So I was going through my stack of printed patterns the other day and mm -hmm. saw this one and thought, you know, that would really be fun. I could, I whipped out one of these flowers in about 20 minutes yesterday. It doesn't take long to do the flower, <laughs> but they're very, very small. So it will take a long time to complete the entire scarf. Okay. But I'm looking forward to it. It'll yeah. be a fun little long-term project. Definitely. Lots of different colors. So I'll be stealing <laughs> your Madeline Tosh sock odds and ends as you finish things. fine. That's great. I love to share all of my leftover bits. <laughs> so that's what's actually on my needles. Now you have some finished objects to tell I us do. about. I do. I do. Well, the main thing that I want to talk about finishing was my project for this weekend. It was my huge project for oh this weekend. Oh my gosh, weekend. yes. I She's was, my knitting hero. <laughs> I was so industrious and got out m mostly just to fight the clutter in my room because I had so many sweaters that I had been wearing off and on for the past few months, not put away, just in a sitting stack. on shelves or in a pile at the foot of my bed. <clears throat> and I really needed to put all these things away. So, of course, it's a very nice weekend. Started on Friday. Perfect time to wash sweaters, right? So, I, I started... <laughs> and wash and wash and wash and started wash. Mostly, I started by getting them out of my room because they was just so cluttered with sweaters. So, of course, that just meant moving them to the laundry area in a basket and then I, on Friday, I washed one and it was so warm out that it dried almost immediately because I, what I do is I soak the sweaters for, for, for a little while in wool wash and I squish and I squish and I squish them around. Now, do you, you know? do this in the kitchen sink or in the washing machine or where do you soak I them? actually did it in the 
bathroom sink. Oh, okay. This time, because the bathroom sink, you can clean it. You don't have you don't have to worry about oils and mm-hmm. food. But I just did it there. It's right also right next to our laundry area, so it's kind of the laundry sink. But I soaked sweaters, put them into the washing machine on spin. Okay. To get the real excess water out, the bulk of water. And can you do that with non-superwash wools? I do. Okay. Without I, any I'm fear sure of felting. I do. I'm sure there might be exceptions to it, but these are sweaters that, the, the sweaters that I did this with are hardy sweaters that I have had for years and years and years, and I've done this before. So they all Went through this process, soak, 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 squish, 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 wash, 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 into the, into <laughs> spin, the, spin, yes, spin. into the washing machine where they did. They went spin, spin, spin. And then I laid them out on the deck in indirect light, which I attempted to do most of the time. Of course, the sun moved and then there were times when they were in the direct sun and I had to move them again. But the end result was that I got 13 sweaters. 13? Yes. I thought it was 10 by the last count. 13 sweaters washed and put away between Friday and Sunday, 11 of which were hand-knit sweaters. Two were store-bought sweaters. One of the store-bought sweaters had holes in it and ultimately is going to be repurposed in some way. Okay. I can't, I have, I don't know. It's, it's a store-bought cashmere sweater very very fine it's not anything i would ever be able to unravel it's that super 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 fine fine Mm -hmm. thread of a cashmere machine knit and i figure i can use it for a lining maybe for i was thinking of a lining for an ipod case i was even thinking of how Heather had cut the you sleeves. You like your iPads off. better than I do. <laughs> how Heather had cut the sleeves off of that right. sweater and made Mist. wrists. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can do something with it. You could line the inside of a hat if you were needing yeah. a hat in yeah. a rougher wool. Yeah, and that's on a your forehead. really good idea. That's a really good that idea. That wasn't my original idea. So really. I could. That <laughs> so that got moved, which I'm totally fine with getting rid of the old sweaters. I found one sweater that had a hole in the the cuff. Hand-knit sweater? Hand-knit sweater that had a hole in the cuff, so that needs to be repaired. It, I still have one sweater that I know that has a hole in the back that needs to be repaired. So now I have two sweaters that need to be repaired. I wrote, that, wrote it out on a piece of paper to remind myself, hopefully at some point during the summer, I will get around to doing those little repairs. I also made, I brought, took out the sewing machine, sewed up a little bag to put my what? Because I, when I was packing everything away, I thought, oh, I might as well. I don't use moth balls, but I have this bar of soap that oh, right. kind of has a scent mm-hmm. to it. And supposedly, I'm not a moth expert, so don't quote me on this, but what I have heard is that what the moths don't like is anything that's strongly scented Mm -hmm. which is why they don't like cedar chips or lavender so with the i had an old sheet that i've been cutting up using for things so i made a little bag for For the the soap soap. good idea tucked the soap in the in the little bag 
packed it away, and that was my big completed project that for the weekend. Amazing. I'm totally amazed with myself too, because I have never, ever, ever been so organized about washing the sweaters and getting all of them washed at the same time and knowing that every sweater in this box is, is clean. clean. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really good feeling. I'll bet. I do occasionally worry about moths. I've never found moths in my sweaters, but I have found moths in rugs and things. So I know what they look like. Mm -hmm. I know what to look for. I've been very lucky. Knock on wood. wood. (laughs) (laughs) But the moths aren't going to get these sweaters this year. I know that for sure because they're all clean. And they've been packed away with the smelly soap and <laughs> in, a, in a moth-proof container. It's not a moth-proof container. Conceivably, moths could get in, but it, I mean, it's it's a closed box, so it's not I'm likely. Sure. It's not likely. Yeah, that's so. just amazing to me. She was texting me throughout the day on Saturday, <laughs> giving me the sweater count, and I kept thinking, "Wow, I can't believe she's getting through so many." And I thought she must not be hand washing. And she said, "Nope, hand washing, drying. You know." laying it out to block well you know it was because it was so warm this weekend beautiful that that just speeded the process because whenever i have laid out sweaters in the house it it can take a long time for it to dry yeah and it was just a very dry warm weekend and they dried so fast and you know i i didn't put them away right away i left them out in the house to yeah to air out and plus i was afraid that you don't want to put anything away damp oh yes so i wanted to make absolutely sure so they actually didn't get packed away until sunday evening but they got packed away and that must signal the end of basketball season as well because you were not at basketball tournaments I wasn't because you were able to wash well i was home my kids weren't participating in any basketball but playoffs started oh (laughs) there we go you had the opportunity so i was home and you know we can't saturday and sunday we're in the part of the playoffs where there's eight teams from the east and eight teams from the west so you could have sat and watched basketball all day and i can't even though i'm a fan i cannot sit that long i have to get up and do things and you know you can't you don't you're not a fan of every team, so you don't want to watch every game. And so this was my stay-at-home project. My husband was working on yard work out front. I was doing sweaters inside. It worked out really well. Excellent. <laughs> and you have other finished and projects I, so as well. I actually have a knitted finished object, too. I did finish my buttercup, which is Yay. the pattern by Heidi Kiermeyer that Gail had started a couple episodes ago and is still working on. And then, of course, that inspired me to start one because we're often (laughs) copying each other as far as projects because if you've ever if you have knitting friends you know how it is when you see something in person it's just inspiring absolutely it's just more inspiring than a photograph so i used my repurposed rowan calmer yarn to make this and i think it's going to be a great summer top it's mostly cotton a little acrylic in there so i should be able to wear it you know not the warmest days of the summer but we are on the coast so i can't wait to see that on you it's very very cute on the table yeah (laughs) super cute fo i'm very very happy with it yep 
So it kind of inspires me that I should pick my batter cap back up and keep yes, going because you I was considering <laughs> ripping it out and using well, that yarn for something else. Like we were talking about the fabric, you do. You have yeah. to go back, review, see if you really like that fabric. Because if you don't, find another yarn. It might not be the best yarn for the project. It's still a really cute project. It's still great mm-hmm. yarn. They just might not go together right. at that gauge. Exactly. So. So I actually finished a sweater too. So last episode I said I'd picked Coraline back up. So again, my urge to finish all hibernating projects before Mad May begins and not cast on anything new. That was my bigger urge to fight. That's what I was going to bring up before when we were talking about bottom-up sweaters. I started to say, oh, it's just like, but I didn't want to ruin your Coraline. Yeah, (laughs) yes, Coraline was bottom-up as well. So to begin from the beginning, I did cast on Coraline initially last September, and it was intended to be just stockinette, non-think project where Mm -hmm. I could just knit during a teleconference. And it just got tucked away in preference for other projects. So I pulled it back out, and I finished that in under a week, I think, from the time I pulled it back out. I was amazed how quickly that went. I was amazed how quickly that went, too. And I'm going to have to look at that pattern, because if that's really that quick of a knit, Mm -hmm. I might want to make one. (laughs) Yeah, so it's blocking today. I actually blocked it out this morning. I had to block it very, very vigorously, because the pattern is written for 100% alpaca yarn. Right. And... As a result, you don't knit as much body in terms of as many inches of body as I typically do for a sweater. Right. So every it time, really tiny. It does look really ridiculously <laughs> tiny. Every time I tried it on, I was pulling on yeah. it and, you know, trying yeah. to imagine what it would look like stretched out. So I blocked it very vigorously. And I still don't know if it's going to fit me very well or not. Mm. It may be a Josie sweater, and I was even thinking it might be a Charlene sweater. Oh. <laughs> it's beautiful yarn. It's Misty Alpaca Lace, 100% Alpaca. Lace weight, which I held doubled. And Charlene and I last Friday, no, the Friday before that, when I brought in the yarn uh-huh. for Freya for opinions, we were talking about how to, to do the sleeves. The because sleeves. I didn't want long sleeves. I made cap sleeves. And the pattern, because it's knit from the bottom up, does you do knit the body and then you knit the sleeves separately and then you join to do the yoke mm-hmm. and it's smocked. The yoke is smocked, so it's a different technique, which I enjoyed, although smocking takes forever. Mm-hmm. I love the finished look, but didn't enjoy the smocking round so much. <laughs> Very pretty finished though. I didn't want the long sleeve, so I didn't want to knit per the pattern. So I was deciding, well, what do I do with the sleeves right. in order to keep knitting the sweater? So we decided provisional cast on for the sleeves and then I knit about five rows in the round on each sleeve and then joined it together and Charlene had warned me the issue with doing a provisional cast on for the sleeve is that that join when you unravel it and then knit the rest of the sleeve down can look different or be obvious and it is very obvious so Mm. when I blocked it this morning I kept trying to smooth it out with my fingers and there's no hope it just looks like Mm. a line so I I don't know if I care so much it shouldn't be, but I always feel, and I know I said I was going to research this, I always feel like it's a half a stitch off. Well, I maintained the same needle size for the rest of the sleeve when I knit down, and mm-hmm. then there's an I-cord edging at the bottom of the sleeves. However, the only difference is right where that provisional cast-on was. I think it's because when I, when it was on the provisional cast on itself mm-hmm. and then when i unraveled it mm-hmm. it just made the yarn 
move in the opposite direction. Hmm. So it just looks like a line. Oh, it doesn't look bigger necessarily. Right. It just looks like the stitches right. are not in the opposite direction. They're all knit in the same direction, right. but you, it just looks like the yarn was manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not too happy with that part of Coraline, but I think everything else I'm going to love. I'll let you know soon. And I'm hoping to go button shopping today when we're done. So if oh, you want to yeah. go to Hearts when we're done, <laughs> I need to pick up some buttons for Coraline because it has, it calls for five buttons at the very top where you wear it button closed uh-huh. if you want to and the rest of it's an open right, cardigan. Right, right. And I don't know if I'll do all five or not, but they will be little teeny pearl buttons, I'm hoping. So. Did you have to put button holes? No, you do the knitted button loops. Oh, okay. That she likes. Oh, um, yes, she really, does like yeah, those. Yeah, <laughs> she likes those. I like that technique too. I've done I do it too. On fuse, we did that. It was the same type of button loop on fuse, and I also did it on my gathering fog cardigan that oh, okay. I knit a couple of years ago. I have those on my the little loops on my ruby red. Yeah, same yeah. exact technique. Yeah. So that's what I will be doing to finish the sweater when it's done blocking. And again, you may not see finished object pictures on my body. You may see them on Charlene or my daughter Josie's body. So we will see how big it actually becomes upon blocking. And that's what I have actually finished. Okay, so to wrap up today's episode, we have a couple things. Of course, we want to thank everybody for all the wonderful knitting love you've showered upon us. And I had a funny story I have to share. Spiky Sandy is her Ravelry name and Sandy is her real name. I purchased some D-stash yarn from her this weekend, and I told Charlene I wasn't going to buy any yarn until June, <laughs> but this was almost a straight across trade. I sold three skeins, and I bought three skeins, uh-huh. so it was no money out of pocket, so I didn't count it. <laughs> well, it's a trade. It's a trade. Yeah. So it was very funny because she knows that we're the Yarniacs, and yeah. I paid for my PayPal account, which has my husband Mike's uh-huh. name on it, and she responded and said, not only are you a Yarniac, but you're a Mike, as in microphone. Oh, <laughs> So that was very funny. That was a total aside, but it was more, you know, yarn love I had to share. So thank you all very much for all the wonderful comments, friending us, yes, PMing us. I'm it's so sweet. Doing my fr- catching up on all my friends. But I, I do want to add, I know I've said this before, but I love it when you guys friend me and I love friending you back because I have so much fun seeing the friend activity. everybody's friend or my friend activity but seeing everybody's activity seeing the the projects that you knit the projects that you fave the projects that you comment on that and queue and queue that has opened up a whole new window on Ravelry for me because I've never really friended a lot of people, people. so it's just bringing a whole lot of new projects has your queue grown eyes. exponentially? It's, it hasn't, but I you know has. I've been faving things, and I know you're very you're very um, conservative with your faving and your queuing. well. You know i've I've been trying to organize things because I kind of I've always wanted to be able to use my faves like just to say something nice, right? Like, I really like this, but when I first started, I was trying to save my faves. As something that I wanted to knit because mm-hmm. I was I needed it as a way to organize. But now that I've found other ways to organize, you you guys have heard about how I organize the patterns, and now that I'm using other ways to organize things, I kind of feel like the hearts are just a nice thing to do to give to someone. Yes, yeah, yes, just to say, oh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I really like your project. A little squeal, yeah. <laughs> 
So that was the knitterly love. It seemed like I was going to say something else about things. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you were talking about friends and faving. Oh, that's the first thing I do when I get on Ravelry every day. Oh, is I to look, look at, friend at your activity. friend activity. Yeah. yeah. And it's, see what did I really miss since fun. the last time I was yeah, logged in. It's really fun. Yeah, I agree. The other thing we wanted to do to wrap up today's session is to let you know that in our next episode, we do plan to talk about our knitting history a little bit because we know we've never done that. And so people do, have asked. Yeah, people have asked to give you guys an idea of what we think our knitting skills are and strengths yeah. and weaknesses yeah. and such. And also, right now, we'd like to discuss the idea of knit-alongs. As you can <laughs> tell from the way I talk about Mad May and the ballerina knit-along I participated in, I enjoy knit-alongs. I find them to be generally inspiring, and I'm the kind of person who likes a finish line. I don't like obligation knitting, as you saw with my husband's sweater. <laughs> However, I like if there's a lot of camaraderie and a lot of participation yeah. and the the group effect you get from that. I really enjoy for yeah. a knit-along. It's not necessarily for the prizes. It's more just, oh, let's all knit the same thing at the same yeah. time. That's why I think you and I tend to knit similar projects right, at the same time. Right. And see, I can I can understand that. I I like the camaraderie, but when Gail brought up the idea a couple weeks ago, oh, should we talk about doing a knit along in our group? A Yarniax knit along. My first reaction was, um, that's okay if you want to do it. <laughs> that's something you can do. Heck no, I do not want to do that. She didn't actually say that, but the expression on her face was about the same. <laughs> and Gail brought up the phrase obligation knitting. And for some reason, a lot of times I just tend to feel weighed down by knit-alongs, you know, because I'll I'll join them and then maybe not keep up or not participate. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Because when you, when you talk about that, the camaraderie, mm -hmm. I remember, because I have participated in knit-alongs before, and I remember what it's like to read other people's comments about a project and how helpful that can be. Mm -hmm. So I like that aspect of a knit along. It's the, the date. finish date. <laughs> See, I like a finish line and, and you don't. And you guys know that I knit a lot. So it's not like I can't finish things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It's just that idea that finish by this date <laughs> i that i get it to me it reeks of obligation knitting <laughs> and i just want to be you know if i want to put aside my shawl and pick up something else i want that option and yeah. i don't want to have to be bound by the knit along and the finish date <laughs> but we wanted to throw it out to you all of our wonderful listeners to see how many of you would be interested in doing a yarniacs knit along what we were considering is one, we want to do it with a specific purpose. In other words, for a cause. And we haven't researched that yet to determine what our own personal causes would be, but we thought we would open a thread in our group on Ravelry to start some conversations. See if you do have interest, join in on the thread. Let us know maybe a purpose or a cause you'd like to knit yeah. or crochet for. And also let us know what type of project you would want to knit or crochet as part of a knit along. Yeah. So shawl, sweater, accessory, you could say socks, but I've never knit socks and I have no, <laughs> no urge to knit socks. So I probably wouldn't be so interested in that. It doesn't even have to be necessarily a category. Yeah. But I mean, we can just, let's just open it up, put it out there because, you know, part of me also feels 
there are so many knit-alongs mm-hmm. out there and maybe everybody is knit-alonged out. out. <laughs> um, my only thought is that knit-alongs are fun in the sense of getting to know people. Yes, I agree. And I would love to have a way to get to know our group members more. So that would be my reason for throwing it out there. Another thought for me on knit-alongs is that just because there is a finished date doesn't (laughs) mean you have to finish. So it could be encouraging for some people and other people it could just be, okay, there's a date, but I don't have any urge to meet that date. I'm just knitting this because I want to get to know people or learn more about the project or whatever it happens to be. So So if we decide to do one, right. If you guys have enough interest, we'll do it. It would be great to get to know all of you a little more. Yes, we'd have some fun prizes, but that wouldn't be the main goal of the knit along. It's just some incentive for some people. So let us know what you think. Yeah. We'll have a thread out by the time we post this podcast. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it, even though we did go over our typical time once again. (laughs) And, you know, please post questions. We'll have a thread for this episode. If we have neglected to talk about an aspect of a project or what we said just brought up more questions, feel free to ask. We'd love to share and start discussion. Absolutely. And until the next time, happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.